Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. And he describes it in these verses that he, it was given to him, that the Lord allowed Satan to buffet his flesh, lest because of the many revelations he get puffed up. So God allowed a physical infirmity in Paul the Apostle as so that his heart would not be puffed up, so that he wouldn't become prideful in his knowledge of the Lord. It was a way that God kept Paul dependent on him. For Paul's spiritual benefit, he was made weak. He told the Corinthian church, I did not come to you in strength, but in weakness. And he says we, that he came in weakness, but in reality, he was stronger afterwards than he was prior to him having the infirmity of his eyes. So when we're weak, we're actually stronger than when we, were, than when we weren't weak. Because there's a greater dependency on God. And everyone's trying to play it safe, and I get it. Who doesn't want to be safe? But God wants us to trust in him fully for our safety. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Paul said that uh, God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul says because this is how God is seen to be strong. That God is seen. And Paul did not want to be seen. He wanted Christ to be seen. Then he would rather be weak so that Christ is seen. And this is the ministry of Sweet Hills. This is who we pray to be. A church that's humble. That he increases and we decrease. That the world outside can look within or look at our church and say, how did that happen? Those people seem weak to the eye. How did this happen? Exactly, it was Jesus Christ. He's alive. And he has chosen the foolish things of the world. He has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the wise. He did not choose the strong. He did not choose the wise. Very, very few of those have been chosen. But this way, he gets all the glory he is risen. Can't, you, can't we tell in what he's doing in our lives, in our church? He's, he's risen. That's what it's about. Paul would write the mo, you know, some of the most beautiful verses inspired by God. In, in Philippians 4, verses 12 through 13, he says, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's scary to allow ourselves to be weak. Sometimes it's best when it's not our choice. But here David says, he, he exhorts the world here, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face evermore. If we were so strong, would we seek the Lord's face evermore? He says, seek the Lord and his strength. Oh my gosh. It is a step of faith to seek the Lord for his strength. 
And then to continue taking steps of faith takes the courage of the Lord. Some people, they go so by feelings and they seek the Lord and they don't wait for His strength and so they give up. They stop moving. We need to seek the Lord and continue to step out in faith and He strengthens us. He just does supernaturally. Seek the Lord. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works which He has done. Again, we're always being exhorted to remember the works of the Lord. His wonders and his judgments of his mouth, his word. What words has he spoken into your life? Remember them. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen one. So he's telling Israel, they are God's chosen people. He's saying to them to remember his marvelous works. But we too are also told that we as Christians... We too, who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, are chosen people as well. God chose us from the foundation of the world in order to serve Him and to worship Him. Paul would write in Romans 8, verse 29 through 30, For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He predestined, these he also called whom he called these he also justified and whom he justified these he also glorified god has chosen you what a beautiful reality that is to know that we've been chosen so many of us in this world have lived a long life feeling like nobody loves us feeling excluded feeling that god doesn't love us that's how i grew up i grew up in an abusive situation I did not know the love of God, and I thought God was against me. I thought he didn't love me. I thought God was only for certain special people. And it filled my heart with rage. I, I, I had such hatred for people who seemed to have better lives than me. Because I felt like they had it easy because God loved them more than me. And I had it so bad that I absolutely hated this world. And I hated myself and I hated others. That's how I, that's who I was before I came to know the Lord. I was so angry. I was so aggressive. I was so lost. And then to realize that Jesus Christ came for sinners like me. And, and that through him I realized God loves me. And he loves the sinner. And you realize that he has his providential hand on all of us but to realize later on that I was loved by God that my sins though they were many and they were wicked Jesus Christ spoke to my heart I'll take them away and I remember saying to him in my heart you are all that I have and him saying to me I am all that you need and then to go on and go from an orphan to an adopted son of God with major privileges, as they say today. I do have Jesus' privilege, and so do you. He does not love me more than he loves you. He loves us all equally. You are chosen. So whatever he has you doing now, do it under the Lord. If you're single, do it under the Lord in holiness. If you're married, do it under the Lord in holiness. If you're at your job, do it under the Lord. He's chosen you. As they say, don't act like an orphan. You're an orphan no more. We have to put the old man or the old woman to death. Right? We have died with Christ. The old man is dead. 
behold, he makes all things. And so we should be the most confident in our God children that we can possibly be. His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for his statute, to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as an allotment of your inheritance. And so there's that beautiful promise that we see throughout scriptures that God gave the land of Canaan to the Israelites as an everlasting covenant. And what's interesting is after the dispersion of the Jews, when Titus destroyed, the Roman general Titus destroyed the temple, and Jesus said, remember, not one stone will be left upon another. And in 70 AD, his prophetic words came true. The Romans destroyed the temple, and the Jews were dispersed throughout the whole world. And around 2,000 years later, after the Holocaust, in uh, May 14, 1948, Israel became the Jewish nation again, which is an absolute miracle. It is Bible prophecy coming true in our time. Amen? That's a miracle people to be dispersed from their country be gone for 2,000 years and then come back but the Bible said it was everlasting so don't let CNN or the left tell you it ain't their land it is their land and that's coming from an Arab named Hussein verse um, 19 when you were few in number indeed very few and strangers in it Speaking of the history of Israel, when they went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. And as we read the Old Testament and we see uh, the book of Exodus and, and the other books, we see from time to time God taking care of the Israelites. He just supernaturally and that promise is there it's for them but I also accept all the promises for myself I'm a promise hogger if you will I want all the promises and and I like what he says when when you were few in number when the Israelites were few in comparison to those around them yet God protected them when they were few and we who come to the Lord in brokenness that first time where we said Lord we're done with our sins we give you our heart. We give you our life. And we're completely and utterly broken. Are we not small? Is that not what contrition is? Brokenness is. It means that I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm dust. I'm dirt. I'm the floor. And God takes us from that and he begins to build us. When we were small and our faith was small and he just begins to build your life and mine just like them. And he begins to, to, to rebuke managers if he needs to, bosses if he needs to, close doors if he needs to, open doors if he needs to, remove us from bad situations if he needs to. Our Lord divinely cares for us as he did the Israelites, guys. 
And how much more so when we have the Holy Spirit living in our hearts. When we were small, when we were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it. When they went from one nation to another, and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. And there it is where that exhortation from day to day, declare his salvation as much as you can every single day. We should be seeking the Lord and asking him every morning, Lord, bring me a divine appointment. Lord, show me someone I can talk to to share what you have done in my life. Bring somebody my way, and he will. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. And so there it declares that all other gods are the imagination of people's young folks in this place. Keep that in mind. Because many will try to deceive you to say, there are other gods. There are not. Those are the imaginations of people. This book is filled with truth and prophecy. And there is no other holy book in the world that has prophecies as ours does. So don't let anybody tell you that there are other gods or all roads lead to God. And, you know... Remember this, say to them, then why did Jesus Christ have to die? He died because he is the only way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through him. No one gets to heaven but through Jesus Christ. And, and some people are afraid to, to receive his words. Those are his words. There is no other name given under heaven by which man can be saved except Christ Jesus. He is the only way. But they'll hate you for it. They'll hate you for it. But it's cool. The Bible says to rejoice, right? Celebrate. For great is your reward in heaven. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I mean, as believers, are we not the recipients of his blessings? And so, you know, as Christians, we receive so every day from the Lord. We've received eternal life from Jesus Christ. We've received everything. You know, what did John the Baptist say? He said, a man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him by God. So everything we have has been given to us from the Lord. And so to worship the Lord in beauty, in the beauty of holiness, is to start returning some blessings back to the Lord. That's what is being said here. Give to the Lord, O families of the earth. Offerings, blessings, give to him. We can't just be, you know, uh, you know, 
takers, receivers all the time. We need to learn to be like Jesus who gave of himself. Amen? Jesus said in Luke 6.38, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. As Christians, to be Christ-like is to give. Is to give. I remember how hard it was when I came to know the Lord to start tithing to the church. It was hard. The Lord says he loves a cheerful giver. I was not. But I knew that there was something missing in my life. And it ate me up in a good way. Ate me up. It ate me up that I wasn't believing that God can take care of me. Because I had such little income and so many bills and it ate me up. And what tithe was about, it wasn't about the church raising money. It wasn't about God needing money. It was about me finally believing that in my poor state, God will take care of my needs. That's what it was about. That's what tithing is about, guys. Yes, he uses it to turn on the lights in the church, but a big part of it is to challenge our faith. And when I began to tithe, it wasn't when I was like, I had an amazing job. When I got saved, I was a security guard, making very little money. I remember throwing $40 in the thing and so uncheerful. Oh, yeah. But it, I learned to pray because you go home and you cry over the $40 and you pray and have you left me here to die? My car is falling apart. I can't. You know, that's that. those are the things that I had to work out. And I wouldn't even be working those things out had I not, by faith, dropped the 40 in the thing. But then things started getting better for me financially. I started getting the better jobs. And the Bible is full of those Warnings like, you know, if God gave, has given us all of this, all of, all of our check, the job, everything, why is it, you know, why can't we give them 10 bucks for every $100? Or if we have $10, why can't we give them $1? For your love, Lord, I'll shut off the cable, but... For your love, Lord, I'll stop eating out. You know, whatever it takes. Why? Because it's a faith thing and he's testing me. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. Because see, the beauty of holiness, I mean, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. I love you, I trust you, I love you, I trust you, but not with this. So that's, that's not like truly true. And we want to be truly true. So, if you're struggling with that, I, I'm praying. I'm praying for yeah. God's good. We, we don't want people's money. We receive tithes and offerings because the Lord calls us to do so. And, but we're we're cool. You don't want to give. You don't want to give. You know, for those who don't. But we God does love a cheerful giver, and and joy did come later in my giving. Because you start getting the jobs and stuff, you know. Hey, here's my 40. Oh, now it's 60. Now it's 100. Now it's, you know. 
Anyways. Tremble before him all the earth. Um, the world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. That's a bold statement, right? That the world is firmly established. As crazy as things are, it's good to read that verse, right? God is on the throne. God is on the throne. And no matter what's going on in this world, crazy world. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field rejoice in all that is in it. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord for he is coming to judge the earth. And that is true. He's coming. And nature has a lot to do with my worship. I love praying outside with my eyes open. We, we, at our prayer night, we went out there. We did like an hour in here, then we went out there this past Sunday. We went into the field and we looked up to the stars and continued to pray. Because the heavens declare His handiwork, right? So it helps, it helps inspire us. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. And, and say, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, Amen, and they praised the Lord. So he left Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister before the Ark regularly, as every day's work required. And Obed-Edom with his 68 brethren, including Obed-Edom, the son of uh, Jeduthun, and Hosa, to be gatekeepers, and Zadok, the priest, and his brethren, the priests, before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place that was at Gibeon to offer burnt offerings to the Lord at, on the altar of burnt offerings regularly, morning and evening, and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord, which he commanded Israel. And so all of these Levites and priests, they're, they're now assigned to regularly worship the Lord. And I like that it says that both in the evening, or both in the morning and in the evening. And, you know, there's a lot of talk from the pulpit, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it, and the mornings are so important as far as your devotions before the Lord. But I am learning, as I have walked with the Lord uh, a bit longer, how important my evening devotions are. How, right before I go to bed, I need to step out in that balcony, look up to the sky, read a few verses, Thank God for the day. Ask him to cleanse my heart and then go to bed. Amen. So both morning and evening because the enemy is, is relentless. So keep that in mind. And with them, uh, Haman and Judithum and the rest who were chosen, who were designed or designated by name to give thanks to the Lord because his mercy endures forever. And with them, Haman and uh, Jeduthun to sound aloud with trumpets and cymbals and the musical instruments of God. Now the sons of Jeduthun were gatekeepers. Then all the people departed, every man to his house, and David returned to bless his house, which hopefully we all will do now. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. Lord, you are so good to us. Your salvation is with us. 
And Lord, tonight with all heads bowed, today is the day of salvation, the Lord says. Repeat this with me. Father God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in your son Jesus, that he died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day you raised him from the dead. And he's at your right hand now, praying for me. Cleanse me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you from this day forth, to love you with all of my heart and to hate evil. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chairman, above.